This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Doesn't allow me in next year. I've wasted two years. I've wasted the possibility of two seasons. One, maybe somewhere else this year, and then and then possibly next year. That that's that's their point is that they could potentially be wasting. I, 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 it really wouldn't be two whole seasons, but that their point is that they would be wasting time. Why are we still waiting on an answer for twenty four twenty five when this thing's been knocked down to a misdemeanor? Now, this is where I go back to Memphis's side or this committee side or the way Memphis handled this this uh, uh, so far. It, as much as as great as it is that you 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 know, you're 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 basically in the clear now. So long as you handle your business, the legal process is not over, and that's what Memphis always said the entire time is when they would consider Mikey Williams and making him a full time part of this team was when it was over. And it it feels like again, yes, publicly, you know, Mikey Williams is done in terms of having the nine felony charges hanging over his head. It is not done in that sense, and so. I get that Mikey Williams wanted an answer, and I get that Mikey Williams might have felt that. Hey, man, I'm, I'm calling. I'm calling. Has the committee done anything yet? I understand because we've talked about it. The business of Mikey Williams that he is so invested in that, Frank, you got to pay these attorneys at some point has come to a grind. And so waiting to next season hurts the business of Mikey Williams. But you can't you can't rush this. You can't rush Memphis on this. You put yourself in this position. And so the painting of this as if he's a victim here when because of your – and listen, you again, you are in the clear now, and thank God. You know, you, you, you faced real jail time and the possibility of your basketball career being over, your life possibly being over. Those five, five bullets hit the car. But back to the point, all that got erased. That doesn't change the fact that you put yourself in this position – these Memphis Tigers could not wait on you and that this is part of the process now because of the decisions you made. So, so I push back on any of this framing Mikey Williams as a victim and the University of Memphis is doing me wrong here. No, it, it makes sense that Memphis sticks to what it says and makes sure that Mikey Williams goes through everything he needs to do. And then after that, I mean, again, I don't know this for a fact, but if you wanted to say we're going to wait till his final sentencing – Next August of twenty four, and then we'll let him in. And and listen, what what's the what would be the reasoning to go back to the other side of this? What would be the reasoning at that point for them to say no? Because then you've got the official misdemeanor, right? All of this is is, is you've had this year's team play. I, I you know Mikey Williams using the threat of or the, or the 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 scenario of or his attorney using the scenario. And Memphis might not let us play in twenty four twenty five. Pretty far fetched. Probably that the committee would go to the, not 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 impossible, but my point is, dude, they got to wait till your all your legal stuff is held up, and 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 even if they didn't, the idea that they would rush things for you, um, with the position that you put yourself in, I just think is uh is asking for a lot. Again, I realize that Mikey Williams is a is a made man in many senses in terms of business, and he had a deal with Puma and everything else. I mean, this guy, I'm sure at some point has got you know 
millions of dollars in his bank account, or at least whatever it is. And and you feel important, and you feel like Memphis is ignoring you because you know your t- the timeline isn't happening fast enough for you. But you you probably weren't going to get here this season. That that seemed. I mean, even the attorney said they they understood it, and it seemed like the family understood it. And and if you really weren't willing to wait till next year, I think you've just you've wasted a lot of people's time. I get that Mikey Williams has a side. I get that he feels sort of abandoned. At least in this, it doesn't sound like Penny's abandoned him, but abandoned in the sense that he feels like this committee is slow rolling him. But you 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 know you don't get preferential treatment here after you make decisions like that. And so with with all due respect, again, and I appreciate the attorney sending us you know and, and everybody hit Mikey's side. I still think Memphis has handled. This the correct way. I still think there's a good possibility you're better off without Mikey Williams. Again, that is not to be saying I'm rooting against Mikey or for his basketball career or anything else. I was one of those guys, even with my partner, saying, cut him, cut him, cut him. Well, you know, at this point, Penny backing him can be a good thing. I was one of those guys that sort of de- defended Penny in the way he had handled this. Um, I- I'm not in a situation where I'm willing to, after reading Mikey's side, say Memphis blew this. What does make me curious, though, and the, 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 the last thing I would ask on this, and again, maybe this is, and hopefully it is, especially if he's never going to be here in a Tigers uniform the last time we talk about Mikey Williams. The fact that Penny has been so dead set and said again, I would do it again, to be honest with you. That's what I'm in this business for, to stick my neck out on the line for kids and young men and hope that they appreciate it. Um, the fact that he's still saying those things after Mikey's pulled this, it just makes me wonder, and, and, and I don't know if he's been asked this directly or if he would even speak to it directly, that Penny Hardaway wanted to go ahead and get him in. Penny Hardaway wanted to speak. I'm just asking the question. If, if, if after having his back and having this legal process get to the point that it is where the nine felonies are no longer that and can be a misdemeanor by next August, if Penny, who has clearly showed he's close to his kids, one of them the entire time and has continues to say it, if Penny would have liked this committee to go ahead and let him in, and whether it's you know, here, you know, uh, admitted now and here and part of the team so that he's got him next year. I, I, I just wonder, at the, uh, when I read all of this last night and heard him speak in the postgame about it, it just makes me wonder whether Penny was cool with the way that Memphis and the committee had to handle it or would he have rathered, hey, man, we've handled all this business and I've had his back. You know, I, I just wonder that because clearly, and again, he did it again last night after a, a close win, clearly Penny Hardaway wanted Mikey Williams here. Um but again, I would go back to there is a process to this. Mikey put himself in that position, and Penny Hardaway has shown he don't need Mikey Williams. Like that's the other. There is, there's the relationship and wanting to stick your neck out. But I don't worry about it, even if Penny wanted the kid, because we've seen, you know, on the court, Penny can just go about just about go about and, and go out and get anybody he wants to. And so, from a basketball standpoint and a need standpoint, you don't need Mikey. But the fact that he's continued to go to these lengths to defend him, you just wondered, was he cool? Was Penny, uh, uh, you know, sort of arm in arm with the process and the way Memphis had handled it and everything else? Because you know, not not you know, you don't always agree over there with the way things go. But I do think there was a due diligence, a process Memphis needed to go through this. And and if 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 that included waiting officially until August, when his you know when his uh, uh, court stuff would be cleared up and he would officially be sentenced to a misdemeanor, then I'm fine with that. And if it's if it's if it's cost them Mikey Williams, you know what I'm. I'm just fine with that. And I, and I suppose, you know, I know Penny Hardaway is ultimately because he can go out and just about get anybody, any veteran he wants to. And so, anyway, hopefully, and especially, again, if Michael Williams is never going to appear in a Memphis uniform, this will be one of the last times we talk about maybe other than, you know, whatever school he picks, we'll see. I'd heard, I, I had thought that 
you know, because Mikey Williams just a couple of weeks ago or last week had been tweeting, man, can't wait to get to Memphis. I thought, well, you know, this is going to be a process or sounds like, you know, he's already got schools after him and maybe making visits. So we'll see what happens again. But from a Memphis standpoint and him playing for Memphis and how, you know, Penny Hardaway feels in this relationship in terms of him and Mikey Williams, this should be, now that we've had his side out of things, he feels like Memphis has slow played him. But I would tell you that could be that could be separate from what Penny's, you know, Penny's telling him, man, I want you, I want you. And this, co- this committee, right, that's probably waiting until next August, slowing things up. We'll see. I, I, I am, I, you know what, I'm, I'm exasperated by it, by the Mikey Williams conversation. But maybe now we are nearing an end, and I know there is a, there, there is certainly a, a, a day in the future that Memphis can be just fine without Mikey Williams. I hope for him it, it works out, and I hope he's making good decisions. Like I've said, I think I think at some point Mikey's got to w- w- show that he can, and this doesn't help him, he's got to show that he could be a part of something bigger than him. If Mikey Williams is going to ultimately have an NBA career, and that's where his platform would be the largest, I mean, anybody who plays ball is trying to get to the league, you've got to show that you can be a part of something. Not, you don't come into the league and you're getting 35 shots the minute you're in. It, it's not all about you. And so, again, even in this move, not willing to wait, you know, a guy who's had your back this entire time, you're, you're walking away from now so you can get the immediate. Even in this move, I think it shows that I, don't, I still don't know if Mikey Williams gets it. And so, again, I tell you, Memphis better off, probably better off uh, better off without him. And so, we'll uh, again, we'll put this Mikey Williams thing to bed uh, for now. But um, you know what? You know what matters? Is that Memphis has got the fifth longest winning streak in the nation. And that there's probably a good chance, uh, you know, after Quinterly and these guys, these one-year guys, the pennies brought in, that you've got a, a, another shot at it next year. And it it doesn't have to include uh, Mikey Williams. There's no question about it. So uh, we'll take a, a quick break. Be right back. Bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Jeff Calkins. Uh, we'll talk to him about last night's win. we got to get back to that. There were some outstanding performances by some Tigers, but also you've you obviously come away from that game concerned about them defensively. We'll talk about that. Uh, Grizzlies signing Vince Williams Jr., the latest injury news about Marcus Smart. We'll do all that with Jeff Calkins, bottom of the hour. Don't touch that dial. You'll listen to J&J 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Can't have one woman, gotta have three. One woman just to hold me down. One woman just to lift me up. And I gotta at least have one woman on the side that really don't give. So if you wanna leave, baby... The Wing Guru, get on over. Man, get yourself some blues and some Wing Guru. That's a good night as far as I'm concerned. You can get it from the New Arlington location, 5224 Airline Road, but we're all over. The original at Mount Moriah, 5699. In Kyerville, Millington, Whitehaven as well, uh, over at 4130 Elvis Presley Boulevard. What you're going to get is the same great wings at all locations. And for the rest of this month, and I've been counting down the days, you still got 20 more. You can take advantage of this Wing Guru special at all locations and at thewingguru.com. 20-piece party wing for 20 bucks. It's the best wings in town with the best flavors. He's got 22 of them out of the Can't Catch Cow for Calvin Austin in honor of him. We got the Triple J for Jaron Jackson Jr. He is playing well. Uh, you could always get the Triple J sauce 
Um, my favorite is the Nashville Hot. John's a garlic sriracha guy. Find out what your favorite is over at the Wing Guru. Again, take advantage of this January special throughout the month. 20 party wings for just 20 bucks. When you see Billy Richmond, the former Tiger basketball player turned chicken house entrepreneur, you tell him that Jason and John sent you. Jeff Calkins, Daily Memphian columnist, award winning, excuse me, Daily Memphian columnist, going to join us. Here, bottom of the hour, and we will revisit that uh, that Tigers close call. How concerned should we be? Should we just be happy, happy, happy? And uh, and taking these wins as they come, we'll get uh, get his take on that. Uh, the Vince Williams Jr. contract for the Grizzlies, the Marcus Smart news, depressing as it is. I'm going to be reevaluating six uh, weeks with a finger injury. So a lot to get to with Jeff Calkins. Before we do, we mentioned that uh, Dan Lanning who at one point there for hours after Nick Saban's uh, announcement yesterday where the, the news came out on Nick Saban that he's stepping down from Alabama after 17 seasons, Dan Lanning had been considered the favorite, the Oregon coach um, who this year, yeah, he, he took care of Dion. Uh, we saw that, but he, he listen, there are a lot of people uh, that love Dan Lanning, and, I, and I'm, I'm probably one of them. I do, I do, I can't, I can't, I can't criticize him because I will say, you know, it, from this sense, Dion uses that social media. Right to get out to get out his message and everything else, he is he is a genius at it. And so after landing, what was it? Beat Dion. Remember the the pregame speech or whatever it was. Their Hollywood and everything else, and uh, upstaged him. Certainly, he used it too. And apparently, he he they've done it again. Uh, and the reports after again being the what looked like the favorite to replace Nick Saban. The reports have come out today. I think two four seven had it first that he's staying, and I believe Dan Lanning has released a video from his own Twitter account. Now it doesn't. It, it's not a meeting with the team and telling him he's coming back, but it does. Uh, it does spell out what the uh, what uh, it does confirm those reports. If you don't mind, Connor. Four. Who has goals and aspirations? Raise your hand up. Right, everybody got goals and aspirations. Very you know how you get those? You be the best where you're at. If that's how you reach goals and aspirations, that's how great things happen. It's not about worrying about the next thing. It's about worrying what's right in front of you, six inches right in front of your face. I want to remind you guys what that means. You guys that just got here don't know them, right? But it means something to be an organ done. Everybody makes what? They all, they all make commitments to things that they're going to do. A lot of starters. The world doesn't have a lot of what? Finishers. We're finishers. I want to be here in Eugene for as long as Eugene will have me. This place has everything that I could possibly ever want. There's a little bit of a problem in society today with people looking for what's next and where where there's an opportunity. And the reality is, you know, the grass is not always greener. In fact, the grass is damn green in Eugene. <laughs> I like to switch over to... Uh, it was a good day, Ice Cube. He knows it. He's smoking a cigar, too. Uh, and I think it said he's not going anywhere or yeah. something like the writing that was there that you couldn't obviously couldn't uh, couldn't see. But you could tell from the video it had been put together to say that Dan Lanning ain't going anywhere. They're going to finish. And I love the – I have to admit, I love the switch over to the it was a good day uh, 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 music from uh, from Ice Cube. They're pretty, pretty sweet. And I'm sure at that point, I mean, Oregon folks are going crazy because, like I told you, for the – you know, through into the night, I'm sure they they wondered again. There there were apparently, and I don't know how credible they were, but there were reports that Dan Lan- yesterday that Dan Lanning was already in Tuscaloosa, and that you know that's how close this thing might have gotten. Now I'm not, I don't have those reports right in front of me, and I'm not telling you how credible they were, but they were out there, and so he squashed all that uh, today, and in pretty grand fashion, sort of Dionish fashion. I got I got to admit, I kind of I kind of like the way he did it. Now I wanted to uh, point out before we get to Jeff Calkins that at least Colin Coward. 
Uh, and again, you uh, you know how much uh, you know how much stock you put into his reports. You, you you can determine for yourself. But he went out, I believe it was last night, uh, and tweeted something that I think is relevant. And others, including SI, have written about uh, Alabama. Obviously, now in the market for a coach. You know, Dan Lanning is off the board. Do you want Mike Norvell? You gonna call Lane Kiffin? Uh, what are you gonna do? One coach, apparently, at least according to Callen Coward that uh, the Alabama athletic director has been interested in for a long time, uh, he said, or has been on his radar for a long time. Let me, just, let, me, let me read the tweet word for word. This is from Callan Coward last night. Two sources confirmed to me late this afternoon that Bama athletic director Greg Byrne, knowing that Nick Saban retiring was always a possibility, has had his eyes on Kalen DeBoer, the Washington coach, for some time. Byrne is highly, res- Byrne is highly respected. Uh, why, why did he need to put on there that the Bama athletic director is highly respected? He must have meant that DeBoer is highly respected there. A little bit of a, a little bit of an error, but we get what Colin Coward meant, and it certainly would be news if you. I mean, Colin Coward, you know, as early as last night, seven forty-fours, uh, as far as he was handicapping it, looked like from his reports he thinks the Washington coach who we we touched on and Jeffrey uh, touched on this uh, with Jeff, and and I'm sure will again on his show is three and zero against Dan Lanning. So if you like Dan Lanning, why wouldn't you like Kalen DeBoer? Uh, and everything that he has accomplished in Washington. I know we have the, the most recent view of them pretty much getting run over by that Michigan team, but Kalen DeBoer is clearly a riser uh, and someone that should be considered. I'll be interested to see, you know, uh, again, th- this thing is going to happen over and over again and, and probably already has. It's already sort of rippling. You know, every college uh, 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 fan base that's got a good one or one they like like Oregon with Dan Lanning or like Washington with Kalen DeBoer, you're going to be you're going to be biting your nails until you see something from your coach at this point, especially for these kinds of names. Uh, I'll be interested to see what the Florida State sort of reaction is if Mike Norvell gets heavily involved. Is that a deal where you know you respect what Mike Norvell has done enough? If you are one of these Florida State fans, yeah, yeah y'all got your nose up in the air as far as I'm concerned. Do you respect what Mike Norvell's done enough that you 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 realize you got a good thing right now and there's no promise? That if you bring in Dion or bring in somebody else, it's going to be as good as it is right now. I, you know, will that sort of no, don't leave us be the same down at Florida State if Mike Norvell uh, gets involved here? What do you think about Lane Kiffin? I, I think Lane would be an interesting fit. A lot of people he's, have dismissed him. I well, wouldn't do that, right? He's it's grown not, up a lot. He's grown up a lot since you know. So I, I think it makes sense. But I, in my opinion, you have to have. Like Dan Lanning, I think would have been the number one option, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I would have, I would make Mike Norvell say no first, and then I would ask Lane Kiffin. He would be my third. Like the way I ranked them yesterday on our show was, I had Lanning, Norvell, Kiffin. That was my top three. DeBoer, I, I mean, I like him too. There is just the thought process of he was gifted Michael Penix Jr. and a couple amazing wide receivers, and that's the only you know, can he do that without them? Yep. Is going to be the question, but. That being said, you're going to have that type of talent if you go to Alabama, so it may not even be an issue. The one thing for – I agree with you. The thing for Kiffin, too, is you go to Alabama because of where this thing is, you're following the man. You're following the guy. They always say don't be the guy that follows the guy. Go ask Josh Pastner. Like that That part of it's tough. I'm, um, you, the, the expectation level, at least in the immediate, will not change, though. And so you go from Ole Miss, where you're beloved and a king, and frankly, you're maxing out what you've got right. to, a, to what's at least immediately a pressure cooker. Like the expectations are going to be high. I just wonder, from Lane's standpoint, with what he's being paid, am I in a better seat over here at Ole Miss, where you know, again, I'm exceeding expectations. That pressure on me is not high, and frankly, I got a shot 
Some people think they got a shot next year, possibly an outside shot at, you know, maybe a college football uh, championship next year from Ole Miss, yeah. possibly again. Yeah. Am I better off still sitting in this seat and waiting to see, you know, letting that whoever's going to be the follow go be that guy? Because, again, if I go take it, the expectations on me go up through the roof, and if I'm not making college football playoffs uh, runs deep to, you know, a semifinal, a championship game, I, I get chewed up and I get spit out of here. I just wonder, because of the pressure difference, because you'd be following the guy, and Lane's never, never showed you, I mean, probably the guy that's not scared of anything, um, and certainly the, the shadow being in the shadow of Nick Saban, but I just, the, the pressure cooker that Alabama's still going to be in the immediate, I wonder if he's not just better off staying at Ole Miss with where he's at. You can beat him from where you're at now. Yeah. Like, you can knock him down, and, 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 and in doing so, raise your profile so that, hey, may, if it's – Two years from now, whatever else, it comes back around. Maybe I'll take it then. But you're not following the guy, and you're out of that that fire that you would immediately be thrown into. People would ex- be expecting semifinal appearances, title appearances with Lane Kiffin and Alabama. They would expect that immediately from him. Yeah. You don't have those sort of uh, uh, lofty, that lofty expectations at Ole Miss. Everything you do, is uh, it feels like every year you're exceeding expectations. And so This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He, he's a king down in Oxford. Uh, he'd be in a pressure cooker in Tuscaloosa that could, I'm not saying it would, could be perfect for the job, but uh, he certainly understands the job down in Alabama, could burn him up. And then in two, three years, you, you know, uh, they're, they're clamoring for you. They want your job. They want you up out of there. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I could convince myself that Lane's in a better situation not taking that one, waiting and seeing what happens with the next guy. And then maybe later on you go over there. Just sit where you're at and beat Bama. From Ole Miss right now, that I mean, you talk about the king that he is now. Go do that now, and you're in better position than you've ever been. We'll see if the next guy can hold it up. Uh, Lane might be better off staying Ole Miss. We'll see what Jeff Calkins thinks. Uh, we we might get there with him. We'll certainly talk about these two goats stepping down. But we're going to start obviously with Tigers that game last night. Whoo, whoo, so good that they uh, they avoided as uh, my partner would say that Lego stepping on that Lego last night that was UTSA. We'll do all that uh, when we come back. We'll talk again at two about Vince Williams Jr. his contract situation, the state of the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll do all that with Jeff Calkins when we come back. You're listening to Jason and John, nine two nine FM ESPN. It is to be loved by you. Now, 
Back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN, 92.9 FM, ESPN. There you were. This is smooth, and he's smooth. He's Jeff Calkins, award-winning columnist for the Daily Memphian. Guy I've looked up to for a long time. I listen to, and you should be too. Does the Jeff Calkins show here from 9 to 11 on 929 FM ESPN? I'm always tuned in. You can read him at dailymemphian.com. Follow him on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, I'm going to lay this out for you. Mm, yeah. Uh, when my man, Jordan Ivy Steph Curry, <laughs> with 116 left, hit yeah. his. What one of his six threes last night to put UTSA, which looked like Ridgeway, by the way. I want Anthony Saints right. They looked like Ridgeway High School with those uniforms. They put yeah. they put UTSA up ninety two eighty eight with one sixteen yeah. left. I thought the Tigers were going to lose. Did you? Yes, I would have okay. predicted at that point that they were going to lose. By the way, I want to before we do anything else, I want to congratulate you on your next man up mentality. You know that's oh, what Taylor you. Jenkins would say. You know, You're right. Whole week. It's been very impressive, next man up mentality. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's the problem. And I asked this question on my show, like, is it fun? Like, in the end, you come away from that night and you walk out and they won. And it's kind of exhilarating yep. that they won. Got you it. know, you got, you got uh, you know, Quinterly with the four-pointer this time in overtime. Like, that was big. And But I just find the process of watching it, to be absolutely excruciating just because the stakes, it's weird because, you know, it's not some thrilling back and forth game with Houston. It's back and forth game with a team that, you know, if you lose, it's disaster. And so, and you're exactly right. When that three pointer went through, I mean, and thank God they threw the press on, they got the turnover, you know, and that sort of, that was sort of the key bucket, honestly, of the night, maybe. Um, but yeah, and and I'll be if they keep doing this, they will lose. I mean, it's just kind of astonishing. Yeah, Having said that, you know, they they got the W. But I didn't I didn't enjoy it because I'm just so tuned into what a disaster it is if they lose a game like that. It's kind of, I, honestly, it's a product of a little bit the schedule. Like it's one of the problems with the schedule. You don't just have, you can't just enjoy a game and boy, it'd be great if we win, but it'd be, you know, too bad if we lose, but they're on to the next one. It's a disaster every time you lose, particularly to that team. So I found it to be absolutely excruciating to watch. No, it was the perfect word. And I saw it when you tweeted it because it was what we were all feeling was what I was feeling. And I felt like I, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this tough. And last night it's, it's defensively. You know, you, I was making the point to Connor. We've seen it sometimes this year, first half SMU, first half Villanova. The issue is offensive. They're disconnected. Uh, but last night, and especially for that second half when UTSA is scoring 57, um, it's a defensive issue. So, so my question to you, Jeff, is, is what should we do? Which way do you lean? Should we be feeling happy that this team is finding ways to win with these veteran players and now has, what, the fifth longest active win streak in the country in a, in a college basketball world where, where ranked teams are going down by the day? Or should we be leaning to more concern now? Because, what, you know, for whatever reason, on both sides of the ball, you know, there's been this disconnection that threatens you know, to really, to really undo some of the good that you've done. Which, which way do we need to lean today? I lean happy. Big picture, I'm happy. Good. Um, I think and, that's right. And, and it, obviously, everything accomplished, where they are, all of that, big picture, I'm happy. 
Um, and then th- th- there are reasons for concern. There's no question about that, and I do not discount them. Um, you know, that include, generally speaking, they include, um, you know, uh, rebounding is certainly one. There's not always, um, it wasn't a problem last night as much, but they're not offensively cohesive. Um, integrating Naquan Tomlin is, 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 you know, is still yet to be accomplished. Um, um, and so there are issues um, that they have. I am defensively last night. I guess what I, the other reason beyond everything they've accomplished, the reason I'm happy, I lean towards happy is I guess I fundamentally believe that Penny will, well, you know, we have seen every year the team gets better. It usually gets better from a place of they better damn well get better because right. they've lost a bunch of games. That's the difference. Here, I still think they can get better. Like, he can still do the magic that he does every year, make the team better as it goes along, even though they've accomplished things. Before, he, it was, there's a real urgency to getting better. Now, um, I, it, I, I still believe, like, I don't believe that that defensive performance – Depending is going to allow that to continue. I don't think they necessarily have the pieces defensively right. that they've had some other years, and so I think that you know, it, I'm not saying they're going to be as good defensively as they historically have been, but don't you fundamentally think that Penny Penny's not going to allow a team to be as shoddy defensively as that team was last night? I think they're going to improve. I agree with you 100. percent They were 30th uh, defense, you know, in defensive efficiency. <clears throat> excuse me, at Kimpom before the game. And even though they've lost Caleb Mills, they're way too capable still with all that length, with what they've got, with their athleticism, to have another performance like that. Jeff, I think it's as simple as mentally getting them to understand. And and you can question, okay, why are we here when you've got all these veteran guys who have been through some wars and should understand? But but again, you are number 13 in the country. There's a, there's a good chance maybe next week if you beat Wichita State, you're top 10. And they have got to – he's got to make them understand that even if it's UTSA, even you know, if it's bottom of the barrel, you are not, not just going to get their best shot. They're going to they're gonna play out of their minds because you right. are their entire season. You can't overestimate these guys or, excuse me, underestimate them uh, be, just because they're sitting at 285 at Ken Palm in the net. You've got to – and I, th- I think with that, Jeff, with that mental understanding of we're going to get it every night – once he can get them there, you know, it, it leads to better defense. It leads to you know, guys paying more attention to their assignments, not switching when they shouldn't. I just think he, that, that's the adjustment that you're talking about, it feels like to me, because they're capable on the court. It's a mental one where you know, dude, you represent the best shot for most of these AAC teams to, to, to say we had a good season. So when, until they understand that, it feels like we're, we're going to be in this boat. I guess the mystery is, wouldn't you have thought that given what had happened in the preceding games – wouldn't you have thought they would have that would have Already. occurred to them before last night? Yes. Right? You know, they only it appears they only take it seriously when things get seriously. You know, only once they get to the edge of the cliff do they That's say, dangerous. Oh, we're at the edge of the cliff. And, you know, thank God they have so far uh been able to pull themselves off the edge of the cliff. And and for that, honestly, like Quinter is a huge part of it. He's also a huge part of the slow starts in many ways, but he's a huge part of it. I just you know, I really do feel a sense of calm. Uh, now he missed from free throws down the stretch too. Everybody who felt like missed free throws down the stretch, but um, I feel like a, a sense of calm when when he is there. And uh, so I don't know. I lean happy. Yep. No, I'm same thing. Where are you on Grizz? Are, are you are you are you happy there? We just got another a uh, uh, blow of news in terms of Marcus Smart's going to be six weeks. Is it happy or is it a? Uh... 
You know, because because again, they I mean, it's making a point to Connor. Like you're coming off three of your best wins. I mean, the, the vibes around the team are good, but then you get another injury blow in the sense that it's Marcus. That's a, you can't. I mean, it's it's yes, it if ruins you, the you vibe. Could, you could it does. Well, well, two things. One is you could talk yourself into, and if you read Chris Harrington's piece at the Daily Memphian um, today, reasons to be hopeful. Uh, having the re- remarkable road trip that you just had with three really interesting games coming up, you could have talked yourself into, well, you know what? I'm going to get, you know, I'm not going to be the naysayer. I'm, I'm See what they've accomplished. I'm going to honor what they just did by emotionally investing and hoping that this team is going to continue to win. Now, one thing that flies the face of that is I'm all for what they did with giving Vince Williams a new deal and releasing Bismack Biombo. Mm-hmm. But very clearly, the fact that they did that now means that they themselves don't put a lot of stock in like like winning every game now, but whatever. So, so you're, you, you're, you're talking yourself into this and you're just in the process of, okay, I'm pumped for this weekend. And then you get the news about Marcus Smart. Like the, the, the old, the expression that you see all the time in social media is we can't have good things. We can't have nice things. And this just felt like that moment. Like, come on, man, seriously, this is nuts. I don't um. It, it, you know, Marcus Smart was playing so well, too, yeah. right? And it's the first, you know, that stretch and everything else. It does. It seems like it's a. It seems like it's blow after blow. I don't know. I'm. I, I'm. I, I am. I've. I've already shifted gears. I talked about it earlier this year. You know, whether it's preserving Marcus Smart for next year or playing these young guys and you know, GG whatever else, and in doing so, you know, you you sort of improve your draft pick because the losses are going to come. I, I'm. I'm. I'm just not going to get overly emotional once this thing sort of comes back to reality and we start seeing these L's go again. I think that's the that's probably uh, the smart way to play it. I, last thing, and I know I realize I'm kind of going back oh, to Tigers, good. but I didn't want it to come before Grizzlies. Do you have any problem at all or any issue at all or any question at all now um, about the way that, that Memphis handled the Mikey Williams situation? It's really more about, you know, whether this – are they holding him up? Or, do, or does Mikey Williams at this point, Jeff, does he deserve – to be a part of this team. I, I have a hard time using that word just because Michael Williams is not a victim and he put himself in this situation, but do you have any issue with the way things played out with Mikey Williams or the fact that, you know, this committee might be, you know, slow playing him? I mean, I, I guess I, you know, I read Jeffrey Eisenberg's, is it that's who it was? Jeff Eisenberg's, I think, piece over, where was it? it Yahoo, where, where was the, the piece about where, where, where the, 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 the accusation of Mikey Williams' lawyer that this committee was, I, I can't, you know, basically not returning they, his calls. They had told they, him. Well, the yeah. implication was, I can't believe they were what they were also weighing in on whether he could play in twenty four, twenty five. They were, they seemed sort of stunned that the committee would. Once you, I don't, I don't think anyone. Maybe this isn't true. Maybe I'm, I don't think anyone doubts that Mikey Williams fired a gun at a moving vehicle. Like whatever he pled down to. Like I don't think, and I want my university to take that seriously. So if it means that a committee has to meet and talk about it and figure it out, the idea that you'd get outraged because they're being deliberative and thoughtful about that, well, yeah. screw you. I'm with all due respect. Like, I, I, I want my university. First of all, I'm very happy he's not playing for the I, – I think – I, I admire what Penny did. I think for Penny – I thought that quote that he said last night was perfect. I am in this to stick my neck out yeah. for kids. I think Penny comes out of this looking great. He is true to his convictions. He hung by him. And, and if you're another recruit, you can't help but look at Penny and, and think, that's a guy I want to play for. 
But if I'm someone who cares about this university and cares about the reputation of the university and honestly cares about the safety of my uh, fellow students, I don't care if he's here or not. I'm just as happy that he's not here. And if there is a – what, you don't have the patience? You, you, you put your entire re- career at risk, and now you're going to complain because a committee has to meet to talk about right. whether they want you to pu- represent the university? Uh, get you know, get, get over yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, and your legal process to, is not done. It does. It's not done until August of twenty. Yeah. What August of twenty four? When you get this the sentencing thing? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not officially uh, over. I mean, and Memphis is stuck it, to that. Yeah. Impatience, entitlement. Now, I will be interested if I heard you talking about this earlier. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Is there any kind of friction between Penny? That's and the, the only thing I care about at this point. <laughs> you know, that's all I care yeah. about at this point with the Mikey thing. You're right. Yes. I, but even there, like I don't necessarily need Penny running in the entire university. So even there, I would, like if Penny is miffed because the committee has to meet, I hate to say it. Penny can do what he does. He sticks his knife for the kid, and a committee can do what it does, which is stick us in the out for the university. Yeah. And for every other student who's, you know, deserves to be safe and, uh, you know, whatever, and study at that university. So I don't, I mean, it certainly has, listen, this has been a saga from the beginning with all sorts of dramatics, and it's, I guess, kind of fitting that even in his departure, he, there's this kind of, you know, mystery and murkiness and whatever about it. But I, for one, uh, do not lament that he will be playing somewhere else. I, you know, maybe if he goes for 40 or whatever, last, you know, somewhere lighten it up next year, maybe I'll feel some pangs then. But yeah. I, I don't think so. Yeah, Penny will have, probably have somebody, you know, doing right. what Javon Quinterly did last, last night. Last thing I got for you, and I, I really appreciate you joining us, um, especially in this time with John out. Um, if you are Greg Byrne and you know that Dan Lanning is going back to Oregon, and I'm, I'm sure you're, you're – you know, you've already got a list, but who is your first call, Jeff? And is my how high would a Mike Norvell, who we all know and and and, and respect, and uh, how high would he be on your list for Alabama? I love Mike. I think Mike is great, um, and and I think Mike is Mike may be the best coach who is gettable, right? Oh yeah, I like the way you put that. The best one that's gettable. that is yeah. that has happened at Florida State. Yes, sir. And, you know, the, the the with the conference and everything else, and trying to get in. You know, and and honestly, you sensed that there was a little bit of lack of a, like when he was struggling early, probably a little bit of a lack of patience with him. That he, he yes. Know, so I I think if I'm Mike Norvell, I take that job, and if I'm Alabama, I offer it to Mike Norvell. I, I like DeBoer. Like I don't know the level of interest there. I heard you talking about that. Um, and so that's who Callum Coward says point. that. Yeah, that's who Callum Coward said. I, and yeah. Jeffrey made the point with you that you know he's three and zero over Lanning. So. You know, that's yeah. a feather in his cap. 
Yeah, three out of the landing. And, and, and I heard Connor talking about this. I think there's an interesting question. I, I suppose if you want to be skeptical about whether he can do it without Michael Penix, mm-hmm. that's interesting. But he wasn't gifted Michael Penix. He recruited Michael Penix. Followed him <laughs> from identified. Indiana, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he recruited him. So he went and got a quarterback who then made it work. Yeah, he was gifted some of the receivers. He had to re-recruit the receivers who yep. were there. That's true. But he wasn't gifted Michael Penix. And so... Obviously, I think that would be a, a strong hire. But and and again, Washington going to the Big Ten, he may be gettable as well. Um, I think that's your that's your list. But I think Lane Kiffin would would be really good too. Uh, you know, all the things. In, one of the reasons, evidently, that that, that you hear that Nick Saban is leaving is because he doesn't like the new world of right. college football. Right. 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 Well, you know who doesn't mind the new world of college football? Lane Kiffin. He's rolling. You know, he seems to have adapted. But it would be a pr- but you go right to the pressure cooker though, right, Jeff? Because you're the guy following yeah. the guy like you were talking about, as opposed to man, you could beat Alabama from Ole Miss and that, you know and wait Can on that. You guy. Beat Alabama from Ole Miss. Can you, I don't know. It depends on who the next coach is. There's the guy. I would say a good chance with where Lane's got it right now that he could. No, it's not outside maybe, the realm maybe. of possibility. I, I certainly feel that way about Sarkeesian at Texas. Like I don't think he has any yep. reason to go to Alabama because you've got you've got. All the resources of Alabama, plus better recruiting territory, Agreed. Agreed. without any of the pressure in history. So, yep. um, so absolutely stay at Texas. I think, and Ole Miss, I think, can compete in a way that you know, ten, fifteen years ago, we didn't think they could. Right, but still and, not you know, because level. of the way the world has changed. But you know, I, I it is it, it is definitely an upgrade to go from Ole Miss to Alabama. And I don't even think Ole Miss fans would would be offended by that. Um, I like him at Ole Miss. I hope he stays at Ole Miss. You know, I don't, I don't like anyone to lose their coach, beloved coach, and obviously a, a big year at Ole Miss. Um, I think, you know, to me, the one who makes the most sense, now that Dan Lanning is very clearly um, staying put, the one who makes the most sense is Mike Carvel. I think I'm with you, man. Appreciate you, Jeff. Check out our man John Martin for me, brother. He might be dead. Uh, I don't yeah. know. All right. He is Jeff <laughs> Calkins, columnist for the Daily Memphian, host of the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Here, right here on 929 FM ESPN. You can read him at dailymemphian.com. Um, it's Stockholm Syndrome, Connor. Right? Stockholm. That's what I was looking for. I didn't want to let you down there. Remember, we were looking for the syndrome. Yeah. I we, got you. I had you, you with the like you fall in love with your captor Stockholm. or whatever. Yeah. I, I just wanted you to know I got your back. I got your back. We're going to wrap it all up. Take a break here. Uh, do not tune away. You got Giannato and Jeffrey coming up top of the hour. We'll wrap up hour number three. Get out of here. Uh, you're listening to Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Again, top of the hour, Giannotto and Jeffrey. Make sure you stay tuned for them. Wanted to get to this before we got out of here, though. Saw it uh, broke a little bit earlier this afternoon, and maybe the, the talk had already been out there, but uh, it's always official when our man Woj puts it out there. See what you think about this idea, Connor. The NBA plans to make the draft a two-night event. Going to turn that 2024 draft in Brooklyn uh, into a two-night event. Yeah, first round and second round on successive nights, June 26th, 27th. But the league must get final approval from the uh, NBA Players Association before the plan can be made official. 
uh, NBA and the union have been in regular conversation. So this might have been something that you've even touched on or heard about beforehand. For me, it's new. I, I would tell you this, that um, I don't like how spread out the, the NFL draft is. And I, I know once we get to, especially the weekend, I'm not watching anymore. I think I, I think when it was a couple of days, I was more tuned in. Do you, do you get more, uh, I don't know, the idea of stretching out and putting a second round on the second day? Are you watching that? I mean, you, the NBA you know that, that you know, digests everything about the league. Maybe maybe I'm asking the wrong guy. But are they going to get a ton of average viewers no. on that second night if, for the second round? If you're doing this, I don't understand why you wouldn't just do the lottery the first day and then the oh. rest of, the rest of the first round and the second round the second day. Oh, because the lottery takes forever. If you want to make, I mean, it two last nights. year it took forever. It was like yeah. an hour and a half, and they were only to pick like thirteen. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, yeah putting I, them so together. I, I don't mind them splitting it up into two days. I just think they're doing it huh. incorrectly. I'm telling you right now, nobody's going to watch nobody, the second round. Nobody cares about the second round. Uh, even the, you know the, the the King NFL uh, uh, has seen draft viewership decline, especially as it's been more spread out over the last couple of years. And and listen, I, I know what, you know, you're trying to be like the NFL where you've spread out and you're, you're 365 days, your season's spread out, and the more you get, you know, in this case now, it's it's three nights. You're going to come to watch our draft lottery and you're going to watch two nights of our draft. I won't be watching that second round most likely. I, I don't know, unless the Grizzlies had a high second round pick, maybe I'd be tuned in then. But I've, I've never been a guy that sticks around for the end of the NBA draft watching it on television. And again, I just... It hasn't really worked for the NFL. That said, it is still the most watched thing. The NFL's what, three, four days of the coverage, the most watched thing that's on television for all of it. Uh, realize the NBA is just trying to spread its wings, be all over. But I just I can't imagine that this is a you know, this is a great idea. I will say though, that we will be probably I will be more tuned into the draft, probably the most tuned in I've been since you know, since the draft lottery where they got number two. I I now yeah. Yeah, I mean, because there's this chance. To possibly, I mean, if it goes the way we think it's going to go, Connor, where, who's to say? I mean, if if you got the fifth or sixth best chances at the one, who's to say you don't make a jump in? I, I, I guess. Last I guess year. for that standpoint, the only, the only difference this year is because the Grizzlies aren't the number two seed in the West. There's a good chance I'll be watching and glued in that first night, and certainly on lottery night. Who are we sending? Is it going to be uh, if 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 we should if this goes the way it's we been think? Elliot, hasn't no it? one's wishing this. Is it going to be EP again with the lucky so. rabbit? I think so. He's done a pretty good job yeah. up there, right? It's, I guess once you've got the John Morant one, you know that luck in your back pocket. We need to keep sending you up there. No matter, Maybe yeah. Zebo. I would love to have Zebo up there, just if they wanted a change or if Elliot had something to do that right. Night. But I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want, I don't want to break any luck or anything else. I think Elliot had like a lucky rabbit or something. So if that's the thing you need to do to get another John Morant, another jump up. We'll do that. I uh, need to thank our guest today, Drew Hill, and, of course, the great Jeff Calkins. Make sure you stay tuned. Like I said, for Giannotto and Jeffrey, they're up next. We'll see you back here tomorrow, hopefully with John for, for Connor. Appreciate you, Connor. I'm Jason. We're gone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.